All right, we'll get back to your calls momentarily right now. It's time for a little football today. Music, please. I think it, I think it tells you I'm right. They're pushing the envelope. I'm going to watch this team. Can I just say pass? In football today. Brought to you by Hungry Howie's Flavored Crust Pizza. Mike, let's start right here in the city of Detroit. Uh, Wednesday, Mike Tirico and Roger Goodell had a sit-down fireside chat to discuss the upcoming draft down at Ford Field. But one of the topics they talked about was refereeing. And they said that the refs are not perfect and that they are out there trying their best. And Roger Goodell just feels as if uh, he's proud of what the refs are doing. Plain and simple. You know that they're not going to badmouth the refs, Mike. But what what is the fix that the league can do? Because they have to see what we see. Refereeing is bad across the board. Yeah, I mean, it would be investing in your product. Look, it's hard for fans to accept that you just got paid $110 million to broadcast a singular playoff game on streaming. Yet, we don't want to spend the money it would take to have the highest paid officials in all of sports on a full-time basis where 24-7, 365, your life is football. You're no longer a principal. You're not an attorney. You're not an orthodontist. You are an NFL official. And I don't care what it costs. You can laugh. Go ahead. You know what the NFL minimum is for a player right now? It's like eight hundred grand. Yeah. Pay refs a million a year. Do whatever it takes. Your life is football. And I'll tell you the other thing. I don't think you should have a bunch of 60, 65-year-old guys out there. You got to get the refs to be younger. You got to get them to be trained better. You got to get them to be full-time, full-go all year long. That's the solution. So with that said, it'll never happen. Because the league is a collection of greedy pigs. I like the solution uh, because, yeah, during the week you work out, you lift, you train, you run, you do everything that the players do to get the refs in better shape. Uh, I mean, because, you know, you could have a 65-year-old Ed Hockley out there. Ed looked like he could handle his business with anybody out on the field. Fair. Nobody was going to mess with him. Totally fair. I will say this. Maybe hire a an extra ref, and that's the eye in the sky. Use all the technology that we see, that we see on television in the 4K. Somebody who could say, hey, you guys blew that call. That wasn't holding, or he wasn't offside, or that was pass interference. But they need to use it, though, because they use it in certain situations. But you can't tell me this guy just can't say, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. That's not false start on the line. He was offside. Every play, because that's where it looks bad, because we see with all the technology out there what's going on. But these guys want to go back to just, uh, you know, it's the old eyeball test. All right. The remaining the problem, team. though, oh, before you continue, the problem, Rico and David, while I agree with you in an ideological sense about let's get it right, what the game cannot tolerate more of is even more play stoppages for officiating. I just don't think opening it up to a play-in, play-out basis of eye in the sky and what David said with that ridiculous false start, no, it's offsides, no, it's false start, just kidding. Guys, we can't have more stoppages. Yeah, but Mike, I just here's don't the think thing. we can go there. When you go to a game, you're not on the clock. You're not in a hurry. So it should not – no, I agree with you. It shouldn't take five minutes. It's literally uh, David in our ear saying, hey, guys, it's offsides on Pittsburgh. Okay, you know what? 
Uh, upon further review, offside on Pittsburgh, first down. That's it. Took an extra 10 seconds. You don't need to sit there and huddle and, and look at the surface and talk about things. You get it in your ear. You move on. Plain and simple. All right. With the eight final teams in the NFL playoffs, simple question. Is Detroit the third best team remaining? Wow. Um, I'm thinking for a second, but... David, you want to answer? I I would say so. Baltimore, San Francisco, Detroit. I don't think Kansas City's better than... I don't think Buffalo's better. Ah, it's free country. It's your opinion. I just think all of a sudden, because of a one-point win, which is a win and it was awesome, uh, we're getting a little carried away. That no, I I don't think right now if I put the Lions on a neutral field with the Bills that I would that, that the Lions would win. Yeah. Like I I think we're all glossing over the fact that this defense is morbid. So no, uh, I'd say fourth best. Which by the way, here's the only thing that matters: you're second best in the NFC. Which means we should see you on NFL NFC Championship Sunday, sixty minutes from a Super Bowl. That's all that matters. Well, speaking of uh, Buffalo, Mike, you brought. Oh, you're not going to answer the question. Oh, is that how that's going to go? No, no, no. Hold on there, Alex. No, no, no. For me, no. Buffalo's the third best. I got Buffalo. I pick Buffalo to be in the Super Bowl. So, speaking of Buffalo and the Chiefs, yeah. Last week, I think the most pressure, safe to say, was the Rams and the Lions because there was so much at stake. Is the most pressing game this week Chiefs and Bills? What do you mean by pressing? Meaning there's, the stakes are higher. Like Lions-Rams, the ga- wow. that game felt different because stakes were higher. There was Stafford yeah. coming back to Detroit. In this game, you have Mahomes going on the road in the playoffs for the first time ever going up against a team that, that he's angle. just had his way with. And if you're Buffalo, if you can't beat him now, you may not be beating him. Let me Let me answer it a different way. I love the question, and it's not a cop-out. It's the beauty of Divisional Weekend. But look at all the home favorites. Bills, Lions, Niners, Ravens. Any of those four teams lose this weekend. It's an absolute disaster. Ravens and Niners, it speaks for itself. It's unthinkable. The Bills, Rico, I think you said it perfectly. But think about the Lions. You arrived in the divisional round. You're not on the road. You're not a small... You're a touchdown favorite at home. I I think there's immense pressure on the four home teams. And and that's the beauty of it. That's why divisional weekend's so good. No, I get what you're saying. I, I, I think it is the Bills and the Chiefs because this is this is Mahomes' chance to kind of shut everybody up and says it yeah. doesn't matter that I'm not in Kansas City. I can win with this team. And if you're Buffalo, I mean, if you lose. Now or never. Yeah. What yeah now or never. Yeah. Nah, I, yep, that's fair. That's fair. Next question. Think about this before you answer quickly. Should we be surprised if the Texans win this weekend? Let me, let me start this yes. way, because that leads me to what I could have said on the last question. The pressure's on Baltimore overall, period. They have to make the Super Bowl. You can't have another MVP and not make it. So, yes, if the Texans win, I mean, what? Lamar is 1-3 in, in playoff games. Yeah. 
I'm going to say it again. Much like people getting a little carried away with the Lions, I think people are getting carried away with the Texans. This is still a rookie quarterback. This is still a team that minus two pick sixes last week that Joe Flacco gift-wrapped. They struggle to get to 20 points. They're not a finished product. And now they're going on the road to a rested Ravens team that's on a mission. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd die where I stand if, if, if the Texans win that game. Okay, uh, Mike, this one is for you. Did the Buccaneers end the brotherly shove? Or was it just Vita no. Vea? <laughs> it was Vita it was Vita Vea maybe being a Marvel comic book character. Because that you saw Philly's end. soul leave their body when they just knew, okay, if there's one thing we can do is this play, and that play didn't work, they were done for the rest of the game. So did the Bucks show you how to get it done? Or was it just that one person? I'm going to stick with, an, that's another sign the Eagles had no interest in playing football for money that night. Fair enough. David, we got time for one more. All right, Michael. Matthew Stafford was mic'd up on the field. This was after the Kirby Joseph hit. Here's what Matthew had to say. Stafford was not happy about the hey! celebration by Kirby hey! Joseph either. Hey, that's a good hit. That's a good hit. You dirty as f***. You know it. You dirty as It's been on tape. I've seen it. Hey, hey, it's been on tape. Kirby Joseph knocking out the second player ending their season. Is Kirby Joseph a dirty player or was that just football move? Nah, you got to blame the NFL. Don't blame Kirby. NFL doesn't want you attacking dudes, chest, shoulders, neck, head. Where else am I going? I got to take your legs. I'm not mad at Kirby. I'm mad at the league. That hit has got to be taken out of the league. But until it is, no, man, that's how I have to do my business. And unfortunately, that's just a side effect of it. No. Now, Stafford's got a right to say what he's saying. He's sticking up for his guys. If that happened to a Lions player, all of Detroit would be saying the same thing. I'm giving it to you as a neutral observer on it. They gotta change the way the game's played, or else you're gonna see more of that. No, Kirby's not a dirty player. See, but Stafford also has a quarterback, and quarterbacks, period, have to protect your players in a certain sense, too. You can't throw it low yep. like that. That's gonna happen if you throw it low. Uh, hey, how many times did he get Megatron killed? Exactly. Matthews made a career. He's a good quarterback, but he's also made a career out of getting his receivers murdered. I just wonder if this will end up uh, following Kirby Joseph. He's young in his career that he becomes that next kind of dirty player where he's not. Oh, what does he become? Deontay Kazee or whatever his name is. The kid who got suspended for the rest of the year. You get labeled. Now all of a sudden you're targeted. You get labeled. You get targeted. Referees start looking at your hits and scrutinize them a little bit more. You took out TJ Hawkinson. You took out Tyler Higby. They're looking for that next guy you're going to take out. That's your NFL playoff blitz 97.